hello, and welcome to Things That Make You Go Woo. I'm your host, Emily Barnard, also known as Emily and Her Stars. I'm a medium, an astrologist, an Akashic Records reader, an artist, and an all-around just silly and curious gal. In this podcast, I'll be sharing the things and people I find fascinating, funny, and inspirational. Things that I hope will certainly make you go woo, too. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode titled, Let's Give Them Something to Talk About. Now, let's be honest. When I ask you what you think of when you hear the word gossip, chances are pretty good you're picturing a group of, I don't know, catty women, the mean girls, gossiping, telling secrets, sharing stories, maybe tearing someone else down. If you look up gossip in the dictionary, you'll get the usual definition. A person who habitually talks about others in an especially malicious fashion, a conversation involving malicious chatter or rumors about other people, casual and idle chit chat, maybe even light and easy communication, blah, 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 blah. I'm not really that interested. What I am interested in, the fact that the word gossip has nothing to do with the new definition. The original sense of gossip was one who had contracted a spiritual relationship with another by acting as a sponsor at a baptism. In fact, the word gossip is from the old English noun god sib composed of the word God and the adjective sib, meaning akin or related to, such as sibling. So that is to say that gossip actually means godparent, godfather, godmother. It's the relation to a person who was at your baptism. Yeah, I know. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm telling you gossip went from meaning a person you are spiritually related to, to that pain in the ass Karen smack talker at the local yoga studio. Please note, I have a real friend, Karen, and this is in no way a reflection of her or any other Karens at yoga studios who are indeed wonderful people. Anyway, yeah, at this point, my head is basically spinning. I'm probably a little hormonal and maybe just more than a little sick and tired of misaligned and misogynistic information continuing to be spread. So on today's episode, I wanted to root out the real history of gossip. And like most things I start researching, it's far more interesting than I ever expected. So again, when we hear the word gossip, we picture the women sitting idly, sipping tea or coffee, and discussing delicious rumors. Gossip is always associated with women. In fact, it's seen as something negative and malicious, even considered to show the low productivity of women, since they have all this spare time to sit around leisurely and talk about others. But the true meaning of gossip was lost over time and really inappropriately attached to women. Anthropology, the science, not the store, is the study of humanity concerned with human behavior, biology, cultures and societies in both the past and present. Humans, 
most common ancestor with apes appeared anywhere between 6 and 13 million years ago by some estimates. This ancestor would have been primitive with a limited brain loping along with long, long arms using grunts and vocalizations similar to modern chimps. Let's just say King Kong wasn't much of a talker. Research, however, is showing that ape talk is actually much more sophisticated than what was first thought. When a group of new chimpanzees was introduced at the Edinburgh Zoo in Scotland, they were able to quickly learn new vocalizations with meanings. I don't know what exactly, but the research led me to believe that they learned the word apple. And why is this important? Ape grunts contain meaningful information, and they offer a glimpse into how human language evolved, such as, what is that, Timmy? A tiger is running this way? Thank you for communicating that in a scream I could understand. In order to develop our language skills, our ancestors also had to evolve bigger brains, which are ultimately needed to imagine, process, and articulate the information required to discuss the fact that Timmy over there is asleep and dropped his banana. Homo erectus lived about 1.8 million years ago and had much bigger brains than their earlier cousins. They were the first to leave Africa, colonizing parts of Europe and Asia, and their bigger brains allowed them to organize into small societies where they could actually help each other. Nothing is more exciting than the ability to know that Timmy and Tom went hunting today, landed a mammoth, and mama doesn't have to cook all week. But understanding the origin of language doesn't quite explain the origin of gossip. Robin Dunbar of the University of Dublin says, in the course of our human evolution, as we've been trying to evolve bigger and bigger groups to cope with the challenges that the world has thrown at us, we needed some additional mechanism to allow us to break through what was effectively a glass ceiling. The mechanism may have been the evolution of gossip. Gossiping allows individuals to groom several people simultaneously and share information at the same time, says Dunbar. If you're going to set out and take down a mammoth, you're going to need to cooperate. The easiest way to cooperate? Share information about each other's individual roles. Is Timmy chasing today? Nope. Bill said he's back at camp sick. Ted, you looking left today? Yeah. Steve headed over to the right to that ridge where he left his favorite rock hammer yesterday and he still needs to find it. In other words, gossip. When we moved out of the protection of the forest and onto the open savannas, we needed to work together to successfully hunt for food. I believe that's called teamwork, fellas, and it requires sharing of personal information via gossip. Of course, we can only speculate about the language skills of our ancestors because there's no physical or fossilized evidence that can document these first spoken words. Bill and Steve didn't leave us an eight-track with their greatest karaoke hits. In fact, the earliest piece of literature we do have is Sumerian out of Mesopotamia, dating to approximately 3400 BC. And even these texts usually just consist of economic and administrative documents. Boring. 
By 2400 BC, they did up the game, though, and provide what I think is gossip-worthy when the king warns his son not to, quote, pass judgment when you drink beer, quote, leading me to believe that men have been dicks at bars for far longer than they haven't been. (laughs) Now, here's a fun twist. There is one idea that gossip evolved as a consequence of humans' ability to harness fire. The hypothesis is this. During the day, early humans largely spent their time trying to stay alive, finding food and shelter, not being eaten by something bigger than them. At night, they had little choice but to sleep, but the invention of fire transformed these hours of darkness. Warm and safe around a campfire, early humans could start to communicate more freely, a form of idle chit-chat, perhaps? Recent research supports this idea, showing that during daytime hours, the talk of the modern Bushmen in the Kalahari Desert in Botswana is that of practical matters. Who's hunting where and when? Who's got water and food? But at night, they speak differently, telling stories and tales. And truly, A good story is the very foundation for a good bit of gossip. With gossiping being an integral part of human survival, it still wasn't necessarily a woman's thing. Gossiping meant talking about others who weren't present. Another objective of gossip was to form alliances. Any episode of survival will show you that it's common sense to form an alliance. And in order to do that, You need to dig up some information on the other party. But how did gossip become associated with women? It's not exactly known when it picked up its negative connotation, but it may be traceable to the origin of the word gossip itself. As I stated before, gossip comes from the Old English noun godsib. Godsib is composed of two words, god and sib. Sib is an adjective meaning akin or related to, such as sibling. Godsib was used to describe a family friend or godparent of a child. So in medieval times, a child's birth was like a huge social event. Labor, as we know, ladies, can take hours, even days. Sometimes we just want to go into labor so that all the men will go away. (laughs) This was a time when female godsibs, those godparents, would spend hours in conversation with the mother. During the labor pain, they provide moral support. And this is probably how men started associating gossip with women. Jane, did you know that Amy's husband fell in the bog last week and no one has seen him since? I didn't know that, but I know Amy has been spending time with Peter looking for him. Gossip, which was like a bonding experience for all the women of the community, was perceived and labeled as useless chatter by women. Probably that same guy who had one too many beers and started to pass judgment, (laughs) but I digress. So now that women are evil, talking about men behind their backs... Attempts had to be made to regulate the gossip. In fact, many torture devices and punishments were created to control a woman's habit of indulging in the useless chatter. 
until the early 1800s in Europe and even in colonial America, it was very common for men to request that the state or the church punish women who talk too much or, heaven forbid, tried to form any sort of bonds with other women. Even widows and older women abandoned by their husbands were banished from talking too much. They weren't allowed to talk about their experiences and sorrows. Comforting each other was simply seen as a waste of time. In the 19th and 20th centuries, the concept of gossip as a negative thing associated with women strengthened even more. The negative connotation of women's idle talk or tattle became so entrenched that even today when women talk about anything, especially other women, they are labeled as catty, bitchy, or spiteful. But the biggest problem with this concept is that it's not just women who gossip. This is in fact a myth. Studies have shown that both men and women gossip equally and on average spend about 52 minutes at it. But the difference is that when men do it, it's called something important. Men's gossip is even called networking, lobbying, or meeting for discussing important events. Women couldn't possibly have anything better to discuss than catty and useless drivel. Associating gossip as something frivolous that only women partake in has huge negative implications, not only because women are portrayed as incapable of discussing things of importance, but also because it undermines and devalues the very information that is being shared. Anthropologists say that gossip was and is a bonding agent to the women of a community. It's a tool for self-preservation and sympathy in a society where they can be granted very little power or say over their lives. Gossip enables women to seek help from other women in times of crisis by creating networks and sharing events. And this makes sense why it's been seen as something negative. In a patriarchal society, men label it as a bitchy waste of time in order to devalue the information and turn women against each other. A recent example of this was when women started discussing the abuse they had suffered at the hands of a predator. For decades, it was gossip. But now, the entire U.S. Olympic women's gymnastics team has united to take down a predator. Is this something frivolous? Absolutely not. But by choosing to see it as gossip for decades, it undermined women's intelligence and kept the victims quiet. So now that I've turned the myth of gossip upside down and inside out, it's time to spread the news. Gossip is intended to form bonds that help each other. It's not a girly, catty, women-only pastime. And yes, there are people who will choose to spread lies, but gossip isn't that. The next time you find yourself sharing stories around a campfire, breaking down your week while sipping fancy coffees, or even sharing your life experiences about someone who hurt you, take a moment and make sure you are doing it from a place of God-sib, being someone's godparent and looking out for them. The world needs more godparents because we have to look out for each other. 
You never know when the next tiger or rapist might be loose in your own neighborhood. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. You can help me out by leaving a positive rating and a review wherever you downloaded this episode. Be sure and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Emily and Her Stars. You can also reach out via email anytime, emilyandherstars at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Things That Make You Go Woo.